everybody. Welcome here to episode 14 of the Bend Elks podcast. I'm your host, Anders Jorstad. The Elks are back home now for their second-to-last homestand. Actually, their last homestand in West Coast League play as they're going to play the Portland Pickles and the Wenatchee Apple Sox. They have just one more road trip here in West Coast League play, playing the Corvallis Knights. And then, before you know it, the season's over. We're winding down here in the West Coast League. It's been a, a great season here with the Elks. It's been a, a great summer, as always, here in Bend, a gorgeous summer in Central Oregon. And this week, it's going to be a blistering 95 degrees for most of the week. For this episode, I'm going to be joined alongside Elks catcher Chris Deal. Now, Deal has been splitting catcher duties for most of the season with the Elks after being signed about two weeks into the season. Deal will be a junior at the University of Utah. He's a native of Fort Collins, Colorado. He spent his first couple of years at Central Arizona College. And there this last year for Central Arizona, he hit 282 with 15 RBI as one of their main guys behind the plate. He's a seasoned veteran here of the West Coast League. He's played now for three different WCL teams, the Falcons, the Pickles, and now the Elks. And I now bring on my co-host here, Chris Deal. Chris, how you doing? Oh, I'm good, Durs. How are you, man? I'm pretty good, and I'm sure you're more used to this temperature than some of these other guys out here. Yeah, I mean, the heat ain't bad, but hot is hot wherever you go. You know what <laughs> I mean? So growing up in Fort Collins, Colorado, I know that you – had a couple of guys around you who ended up becoming major league players. I've talked to you about Marco Gonzalez in the past, a guy mm -hmm. who played uh, here in the West Coast League, in fact, with the Wenatchee Apple Sox. I know he grew up in your area as well. How did that kind of influence you growing up and playing baseball, being around those kinds of guys? Well, I mean, like, first off, Marco is an incredible player. Um, I was fortunate enough to grow up with his younger brother, Alex, so he's one of my best friends on this planet. Can't speak highly enough about him. Um, he actually played for Wenatchee as well for the past two summers, and this year I think he ended up in the Northwoods. Um, I think it was the Northwoods. I'm almost positive it was the Northwoods. Uh, and then also their dad, Frank, um, played in the major leagues for a little bit and has coached all around. Right now he's in the Rockies organization. I can't remember exactly what team it is, but he used to be the manager for the Grand Junction Rockies, um, which is like their – uh, it's a rookie league yeah, affiliate, rookie yeah. League. Um, and like, so you got to be around that family a lot. Just if you came up playing baseball in Fort Collins, because um, there's some knowledge around, but like, just cold weather state, northern part of it, it's not the same as if like you were growing up in Arizona or California and stuff. So the guys that know what they're talking about really get everybody to flock around them. Yeah, I was gonna ask you that because in Colorado, I know it does get stupid cold and Rockies games sometimes get snowed out in early April which is not something you'd see literally anywhere else basically outside of maybe Minnesota and the Midwest over there but Colorado you know very high up and a lot of snow does that does that make it hard for you to develop as a baseball player not being able to play year-round uh yes and no um actually I remember in a conversation with Frank who we were just talking about he told me that the prospects out of the cold weather states are ranked a little higher because they Interesting. have X amount of development more. You know, we only get to play for really six months out of the year where it's nice. Um, I actually remember my senior year of high school, the first round of playoffs, it was 25 degrees outside. Oh, my gosh. People were wearing hoodies under their uniforms and stuff, and it just makes it um, – so then when you do get to go to the warm places, like how I was able to go to Arizona, and you finally get that year-round development, um, your game can just take off a little bit, which is nice. So. I guess that would toughen you up pretty quick in terms of weather where you're not complaining about rain and thunderstorms like they might around here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody likes to play 
in the bad weather, you know. If you ask me, I'd take it sunny in 75 anywhere, and I think most people would agree. Well, when you uh, ended up going to college, you ended up going to kind of sunny in 75, Central Arizona College. When you were in high school, what was the recruitment process like there for Central Arizona? Were they looking at you from the get-go? When did they start talking to you, and what made you kind of want to leave the state of Colorado? Um, well, first off, I just wanted to get out of uh, Colorado because I'd been there for most of my life. I wanted to go see another part of the country. Um, I knew I was either probably going to go Division Two or Division Three or junior college, and junior college seemed like a really good route to me. And uh, luckily I was fortunate enough to get some attention from programs like Central, and I had a couple other schools in Mesa and Scottsdale down there in that league, those two community colleges. They also came, and I wanted visits there, and very nice South Mountain as well. Um, but Central was kind of towards the end. They actually saw me in the last tournament that we played of the year. Coach gave me a call, said, hey, come down. And since I had already had a trip planned out, uh, just made another stop on the list. Ended up loving it, um, which is a hard thing to say about Casa Grande, Arizona. <laughs> it's not really the best place ever, but it's one of the best places if you want to go and grind out some baseball because there's only baseball down there. So it was it was nice to be a part of a story or excuse me a program that's as storied as they are because they every year it's the same it's the same thing top of the league a lot of wins big hopes for playoffs um, it was a lot of fun being there was it hard for you to turn down those four year offers for those D two and D three schools to kind of bet on yourself were you trying to go D one is that what the gamble kind of was for you um, yeah I think every kid wants to be able to play on that higher stage and sometimes you got to be able to swallow your pride um none of the d2 or d3 schools that i talked to i disliked um i liked them all very much but just sitting down and thinking about it um i would have rather had the opportunity to go see what i could do and then you know if i ended up at a d2 i ended up at a d2 again i had no issue with that um and then it worked out nicely for me i got to develop a little bit and Utah is a great school to be going to. I, every day I wake up and think about it, you know. Um, but looking back, I think I would have made the best out of wherever I was. So, When did Utah kind of come calling for you? Um, probably about like halfway through the fall, through the recruitment process. Um, it was Coach Jay Brosman who recruited me and got me on a visit out there, walked around the town. Salt Lake's pretty cool. I've never really lived in a big city, um, so that was something new for me. I like trying new things and um, obviously being able to play in the pack will be very exciting and great competition and like I said I wanted to play at the highest level where I wherever I could go and Utah was that for me um, as far as I know they have great coaches I haven't seen a practice or anything um, so yeah do you have any idea what your role is going to be when you get to Utah what kind of position I, I mean Obviously, you're going to be catching there, but do you know whether they're going to have you battle for a starting job or whether you're going to be the number two, number three guy? Um, well, I mean, the way I look at it is if you go out and you grind and do well, eventually you're going to be forced to battle for the starting job. So hopefully I get to that point very early and just run with it. Um, it would be nice to play every game of the season. I know that people don't really expect catchers to say that. but <laughs> Really? I'd much rather play than sit.
and I think that's the same way for like everybody that plays this game. You've been catching your entire career, or did you kind of start out at a different position growing up? Um, when I was growing up, I was mainly a pitcher, just because my arm was a little bit stronger than everybody else, and I kind of had an idea where the ball was going. I don't want to say I knew where it was going, because <laughs> uh, that wasn't the truth. And it was going in the general direction of the strike zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like it wasn't quite there all the time, but more often than not, it made its way somewhere near it. Um, and I played a lot of infield. I played second base and third base. Um, and I was a little chubby going into high school. And my coach was like, hey, like, you're not really that fast. You ever thought about catching? I was like, yeah, <laughs> it'd be cool. And I ended up being pretty good at it and stuck with it. It's a lot of fun, except for uh, when fastballs hit you. Those aren't too fun. <laughs> What part of your game do you take the pride? Do you take pride in the most? Is it the receiving aspect, the your throwing, perhaps maybe your calling of a game? Well, I mean, I would just I would say I take my pride in defense um, as a whole. Like if you focus on one part of it, something will slip behind. So you gotta like kind of keep spinning the wheel and keep working on everything. Um, and there's like a famous quote. Gosh, I wish I could remember who said it, but he was a four hole and a catcher. He said, if I could go 0 for 4 every day, catch a perfect game every day, I'd go 0 for 4. Like, hitting's cool, but as a catcher, your job is to make sure that the pitcher can throw any pitch he wants at any time and be comfortable with it so then you can put yourself in a position to win games. It's interesting that you said that you would choose to play every single game because I think that here in the summer you see guys, especially catchers, it can be a real toll on your legs, especially when you coming from – a community college are not used to playing every single game of the summer like you are here. So what kind of got that in you, and do you do you kind of feel the fatigue on your legs at this point having played so many games? Um, A little bit just because how it happened in Central, we had a lot of injuries within our catchers, so I ended up being the only one that was healthy throughout the whole fall, so I got the majority of that. And then I caught half our season, me and this other kid, Nick Chima, who's going to be at St. Mary's next year. Um, we split time. And I've been splitting time out here. So the body is just kind of tired from not giving myself a break, I think. But, you know, we play every game of the spring season. I don't know how much summer ball I'd be playing next year. You know, that's all hypothetical. But hopefully that would work out. And, I mean, um, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. At this point, you're probably the most well-traveled guy on this team in the West Coast League in terms of the fact that you've been with Kelowna, you've been with Portland, now here with the Elks. What was your last summer like when you were with the Falcons? I know you weren't there the whole season, but what, what was kind of going through your head during that season? Um, I mean, it was my first year in the league. I didn't really know what to expect. So my goal was to go out and grind it out, see what I could do. Um, uh, it had only worked out to where I was there for probably like the first third of the season. I got a lot of time, got a lot of at-bats. Um, I liked it. I liked my teammates out there a lot. Actually, very much so. The host family I had was great. Um, I got really close with one of the coaches, Dylan Keene, who was the pitching coach. Me and him talked all the time. We actually still talk. I Snapchat him every once in a while, give him calls here and there. Um, and just had a lot of fun. Um, summer ball is great because you get to see where baseball is like all around the country um, since you get people from everywhere coming to these teams. And it's also a lot of fun because you don't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Is that something that you were kind of battling against in your head? Because I know a lot of guys would, you know, maybe prefer to make money in their summer so that they have spending money. But 
I know a lot of guys obviously here developing their mm -hmm. baseball craft instead not getting paid for it. The way I thought about it was I have my whole life to make money, but <laughs> I only have X amount of time to play baseball. You know, I could That's coach true. baseball for most of my life, but I'd rather be out on the field than in the dugout telling the guys on the field what to do. So sometimes you got to, you know, suck it up and eat some PB&Js instead of steak <laughs> and just grind. This summer, you started off with the Pickles, who mm -hmm. are new to the West Coast League. For the first, I believe you were on a 10-day contract with them. I was, them. yes. Then you got released from that and signed here with the Elks. What was your journey like there, and how did you end up in Bend ultimately? Um, so I had signed to play the first 10 days with Portland um, because they weren't sure when their – they had already signed full on their catchers, and they needed a guy for the first 10 days because they didn't know when everybody was going to get there. So I said, oh, yeah, sure. I'll go out and play for you guys. It's a cool town. Um, I know I have family out there. I actually got to see my grandma for the first time in like wow. 10 years when I was out there. That was really nice. Um, and then just the time came, and they were like, well, this is exactly what was supposed to happen. Thanks for coming out. I can't speak highly enough of the club. I made some great friends in those 10 days. They're awesome dudes. I liked all of the coaches a lot. Um, Magdalano, Hop, Barkus, and Miller are all great. They know the game inside and out, and they kind of get the summer ball atmosphere, which is nice. You know, you don't want a coach really barking down your neck every day. Like, they'll get on you when they need to, for sure. Um, but it's not the same as, like, school ball. Um, and then after Portland, I was supposed to go and play with Gresham just because it was like a feeder team in the area. Um, and then J.D., uh, Joe Dominic, one of the coaches on this team, called me up. and He's like, hey, we need a catcher. You want to come out to Ben? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so rather stay in the league than not right yeah exactly um came out and ben's been nothing but class i like it out here a lot obviously being able to play for somebody like alan is just a once in a lifetime opportunity i don't know how many 17 i think he's the only well I, yeah i definitely know he's the only uh 17 year big leaguer i've ever met in my life and <laughs> it's well when he talks you listen you know absolutely now I got to ask you, we played both the Falcons and the Pickles. We're playing the Pickles today as well. Mm -hmm. So when you're facing off against them and you're behind the plate and you're calling pitches to your guys out there, are you thinking, I know what this guy can hit, I know what he can't based on what I've seen from him earlier? Um, Yeah, a little bit. The unfortunate thing is, like, half of their lineup is different now. Right. And then also people make adjustments throughout the summer and you don't really get to see them. So, like, maybe somebody turned a weakness into a strength and then – you throw them that oh slider, and that's what they've been looking for, and then they crush it, and you're like, well, that didn't go as planned. <laughs> um, but for the most part, you kind of know what to expect just from the guys that you know, and it's always great to be able to see guys from those teams again in the summer since you only ever get to play with whatever team you're on. That's the only time you'll ever get to play with that exact team. Um, so it's cool to see all your buddies again. Absolutely. A lot of these guys here for the Pickles, I'm sure, are guys that you're – very familiar with is there any one or two guys that you remember from your 10 days with the pickles that you're excited to see again this series oh man i there's too many to list um i mean i could try if you really want no it's, it's okay i understand you can't play you can't play favorites in this league i it's, understand that yeah they were just i can't speak highly enough of these guys now here with the elks you've been here for most of the season serving kind of dual catching duties. It was you and Brett Arbach for forever. You guys were basically trading off games one at a time. Occasionally mm -hmm. you'd get thrown in two at a time. But what was it like working alongside him, and how did you guys kind of work together uh, with this pitching staff to try to get some wins? 
Um, I mean, it was kind of day-to-day. I can't really say that we talked too much about pitching because um, there needs to be the time of the day when you're not thinking about baseball. And if you're at the yard right. for nine hours a day, you go home and you think about it for three more, you're just going to go insane, you know. Um, so we'd talk here and there. But uh, he was a cool dude. I liked him a lot. We roomed together on the road. Um, and he was kind of quiet, kind of reserved. And, like, as the time went on, he, like, really came out as a person and showed us who he was. And that was really nice to see because when he showed up, you couldn't get two words out of him if you stabbed him. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember when, when he first got here, he was a little bit quieter than, than when he was here for a little bit longer. He came out of his shell. And I talked to him for a while, and he really had a brain for pitching and, and for working with those pitchers. For you, what has it been like for you working with these guys? Obviously, a lot of these guys you weren't very familiar, familiar with coming in to this summer, now working with them you know, almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the stuff is just making sure that um, you know the adjustments that the pitcher needs to make so then you can tell them, right? Because if neither one of you knows what's going on when something's wrong, it's just going to stay wrong. Um, so that's something I really try and focus on. And then uh, with sequencing, depending on the type of pitcher that we have, like Sam Muscat, for example, is somebody that you need to change speeds with a lot because he's an 80 to 85 mile an hour left-hander with good off-speed compared to somebody like Boone or Bradley Gonzalez that are fastball dominant and that'll mix in the occasional off-speed just to mess with somebody's timing. Um, So I think really the main part for all the young catchers out there, if they're listening to this, is to get to know your pitchers and know what they want to do so then you can play off of that because as a catcher you're able to see what the batter's doing and you're able to see what they're doing so you can see the timing between the two and the discrepancies right there and then go off of that for how you call the game. I want to talk a little bit about your relationship with Bradley Gonzalez before this. I know you guys played at the same school at Central Arizona. What was your relationship there with him like and how did it feel for you now coming out here and working with him in kind of a different vein a little bit later in your careers? Um, it was nice to see him again, but uh, I can't say that we were especially close. Um, I was a freshman and he was a sophomore. Um, and then apart from that, just for whatever reason, like we didn't have any classes together. Um, we didn't live in the same dorm building, anything like that. So, I mean, we were we were cool when we were there, but I can't say that we were best friends either, you know. Um, it was kind of like a more – Oh, see at the field type kind right. of relationship. Um, dude's thrown gas ever since I've known him, though. So, Are you getting to know him a little bit better now that you're here with the Elks and seeing him every day? Yeah, a little bit. And, like, being in the hotels and stuff, everybody kind of hangs out with everybody. Um, and I'm a big personality guy, so I like <laughs> to see, like, who people really are. And he's a nice kid. He's always got the people's interests interests at heart. As we're closing down here, the end of the season coming up pretty pretty fast on us. What have you been working on the most this summer trying to improve on as you go to Utah? Um, I've been trying to get my stick right. I changed my swing a lot coming into the summer. And, I mean, just now I'm kind of si- trying to see or starting to see uh, the positive results of it. But it's been a little bit of a grind staying with it. And um, when somebody like J.D. tells you to do something, you got to do it. And if it's not going your way, you got to stick with it because – as much as I hate to admit it, that guy's right about almost. <laughs> is there any particular memory from this summer that's probably going to stick out for you as you head to Utah? Maybe some advice someone told you or even a moment that you think you're going to look back on fondly? Um, I mean, the best moments from a baseball season are always off the field. You remember the things you did with your buddies more than you remember the games. Um, but as far as baseball itself goes, 
I remember like one of the first games when I came out here, we walked off, and that was pretty incredible. Um, just to see it, we had a big crowd at the time. I couldn't tell you who we were playing. Like I said, <laughs> the games blur together a little bit. Right. It's been a long summer. Um, but I think I'll remember the friendships more than I'll remember the baseball and the people that I met. Awesome. Well, Chris, it's been good having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anytime, Durs. And thank you so much for listening to episode 14 of the Ben Delch podcast. We'll see you next time. Hey, I